0: Welcome again to another episode of the Best of All Possible Podcast. <laughs> I am your host, Robert Weathers, and as you know, we here at Panglossian Productions in Williamsburg, Virginia, have a love for the weird. We love the unproduced and underproduced, and boy do we love 10-minute plays. And here on the Best of All Possible podcast, we will bring you a brand new 10-minute play every two weeks here during our 2020 season. Joining us here today to help us read our play is none other than returning guest, Lizzie Thomas. Hi, Liz. Hi. I'll clap for you, Liz. That's Why, right. Thank you, Robert.
1: <laughs> I appreciate you.
0: I hope you're having a good evening, Liz.
1: Oh, excellent. How are you? Just fine. Oh, wonderful.
0: I see that we both have our spectacles we, we ready. Do.
1: We, we are spectacular. Oh.
0: Okay. All right. So, uh, kind of relaxed. Try to have to me sing. back. Huh?
1: huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm singing in your so,
0: eyes. So, Liz, uh, I have a question for you what, that is what? tangentially related oh, to the yes. play that we're about to read.
1: Why that word? Yes, please. Uh, what?
0: What is your favorite flower?
1: Gosh. Oh, sunflowers. Sunflowers, why? Was, well, they're so bright. Oh, and that happy sounded really accusatory of me. Why? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> defend your position. No, I love sunflowers because they're so bright and happy and, you know, they're really surprisingly strong. They're not wimpy flowers. Uh-huh. Yeah, they can, like, just really chill in a field for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> <Is it> true? <laughs> that's great like, Liz like, like sunflowers because down. they can
0: chill in a field for a while
1: I said what I said
0: <laughs> and, you know my it really God, is what true you know is, if you go to
1: can uh, you? yeah that's right seeds oh my gosh seeds too fasted. yeah awesome this if is you played
0: I guess a uh, baseball or softball when you were little you might probably chew a lot of sunflower seeds yeah I know that um when you go to Trader Joe's if you buy uh, sunflowers you know to put into a vase to take them mm-hmm. home uh, they will they last for right? a long They're time. Right?
1: They're strong. This episode also brought to you by Trader Joe's no, I don't on.
0: And David Sunflower Seeds. Hey. Just kidding, it's not. But if you'd like to sponsor us, would. check out our Patreon. Sounded
1: good, didn't it? All right,
0: Liz, thank you for coming <laughs> well, tonight. We're so happy welcome. to have you. Uh, tonight, Liz, we are going to read a play called Snapdragon, a 10 minute play by Gretchen C. O'Halloran. Now, uh, joining us here tonight to read alongside Liz is none other than returning favorite Sharon Hollins. Hi, Sharon. Hi. So Sharon, do you have a favorite flower? I do. What is it? Lilacs. Oh, lilacs. Yeah. Why lilacs?
2: Um, I like the smell, and when I was little, my grandmother had a whole like, the whole her whole backyard, the back fence area was uh-huh. completely covered in them. That's
0: awesome. Would you go, would you go out and pick them, or did you? Just... Oh yeah,
2: went out and picked them, and 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 I remember them being. And I've tried to drive by my grandmother's house again, and I think they tore them down. But I remember uh-huh. these lilac bushes being like. Six feet tall. They were huge. Oh, wow. They were huge. But it was also New England and lilacs grow better in colder places. They don't
0: grow mm-hmm. well in the south. Do they, um, so do they bloom all summer? Or are they, I assume they're perennials?
2: Um, yeah, they're perennials. But I, I, you know, I don't remember what their, their season is exactly mm-hmm. at home. I, I do remember they seemed like they were around for quite a while. Cool. So, yeah. And calla lilies. Those are my other favorites. I don't know anything about
0: what, what did you say? Cala Lilies. lilies. Yep. Yeah. Cala Lily. Cala Lily. <laughs> oh, is that what that song is about? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, thank you for joining us tonight, Sharon. Also joining us tonight, but not reading, is Emily Doherty. Hi,
1: Emily. Hi, <laughs> oh, you
3: just could me out so here i am that's right
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you need a ride home uh yeah this okay. is my ride so <laughs> what?
3: What? What? and so, i had a lot of beer before the last oh one gosh. so here we go we're really good at that mm. um
0: by the way your patreon support oh. helps us get uh everyone here beer so Yay, thank, thank you so you much for that. now uh emily uh, i'm gonna ask you the same question do you have a favorite flower
3: Lily of the Valley.
0: Lily of the Valley. Why mm-hmm. Lily of the Valley?
3: They're very delicate and they're usually found in the woods. And um, where when I grew up in New England, they were sort of like around near my birthday and they have a really pretty floral scent. Although like some store floral scents that is Lily of the Valley doesn't even come close to the actual smell of the actual flower. Ah. Mm-hmm.
0: What well, How about like Yankee Candle scents? Is yeah, no. no that's I, still, <laughs> I, <that's>, I agree. <laughs> I agree,
3: Sharon. That's how I feel about Yankee Candle most of the time.
0: Is that right, really?
3: Yeah, I'm not a huge Yankee Candle. I love candles, but Yankee Candle is just too much for me. Uh,
0: Yankee Yankee's Candle, if you're song. listening to this, uh, we would be willing to re- reverse her position uh, in exchange for sponsorship. It, yeah,
3: sponsorship for, for my... It's like honey
1: clementine. That's a nice one. My yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite store.
3: Uh, yes, well, I don't know. Maybe I've just not experienced true Yankee Candle yet. <laughs> but I'd be willing to try if you want to send me on a Had, Yankee Candle shopping Have you been to the one experience.
0: here in Williamsburg?
3: Like once.
0: It's a pretty massive store. It's
3: giant. It snows. It snows. It okay, grow. I have That's never true. been to it when it snowed. Maybe that would change it for me. That's true. I love snow. It's true. Snow. It's not like New It's snowed. not New England snow. Okay, then you I uh, no. yeah. I know. Thanks.
2: Then it's
0: not a Yankee candle. <laughs> I think candle. it's actually like soap. <laughs> yeah. Ew! It,
2: it's it's very southern snow. Oh yeah. It's not that. Heavy I wonder where Yankee candles. candles from. Anyway, it is from New England, uh, Maine, I think. For the ah, El Paso, and okay, I like it. Never mind, I reverse my opinion. If it's from Maine, it's fine. It's a great
3: place.
0: You know what, Liz? Yeah. That's a wonderful segue. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, so today, everybody, we are going to read once again a play called Snapdragon by Gretchen C. O'Halloran. If you're listening at, uh, at home or in your car, uh, wherever you are for the first time, this is a cold read. Our actors have not read this play before. They don't know what it's about. They only know the names of their characters because I sent them to them earlier. So I will assign the characters uh, here now for you listening at home and also read the character description. So, uh, Sharon, if you would be so kind as to read Lorraine, Lorraine is mid-50s, she's the mother, resolved and focused. Liz, if you would be so kind as to read Betsy. Betsy is mid-20s, the daughter, intense and vulnerable. I will read the stage directions as necessary. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, Snapdragon by Gretchen C. O'Halloran. The time is the present, early morning. Betsy and Lorraine are both stern and disheveled, looking, at each, looking as each other enters the living room. There is a huge jug of colorful snapdragons on an end table. I'm sorry, I, that was a, a note that I was reading. Here's the setting. My, my, my bad. Uh, this is the simple living room of Lorraine. At rise, the act opens with Lorraine unlocking the front door and entering hurriedly. Betsy enters behind her and intensely locks the front door and closes the front window blinds. I think we lost her at the bridge. Betsy's looking through the blinds.
1: You can't be sure.
2: You must be starving.
1: No. I'll fix you a sandwich. I don't want anything. I don't want anything. I don't want anything.
0: Lorraine sits. Betsy's checking her phone.
1: She's called me at least 20 times.
0: Lorraine puts her keys away in her purse.
1: This isn't easy. dirt.
0: Lorraine puts her head back. Closes her eyes.
1: You were the only person I could trust. Betts, I'd do anything for you. I had that fucking restraining order, and she still broke in last night. You did call the police, didn't I you? Thought I thought could, I could handle it. She crashed through the door and jumped me from behind. I hit her so hard, she fell against the wall. She, she went crazy. Oh, gosh. She was so mad, but she couldn't stand up. The only thing that saved me was that she was high. I, I told her to get the fuck out, and she stumbled to her car. That's when I called you. What time was it? 3:30. You got to my place around 5. I was afraid she'd come back. At least we got my stuff out.
2: We made it home.
1: This isn't my home. Temporarily. I'm not staying here long. I can sleep again. Mom, I know you think I'm a failure. That's don't you do You think this. I'm a loser. No. Yes. No. A loser gives up. You should have been tougher on me in high school. Oh, bet. I had too many choices. You should have expected more from me. You, you've you always been driven.
2: Look how well you did in track and honor society. I mean that, Mom. I know you were trying to find yourself. It wasn't that. You were open to people. She needed me. It comes to the point where you
1: reach the end of the line. What do you mean? You did everything you could. You're being condescending. I'm being realistic. I, I have no fight left. I've, I've got to get a job. Just do the paralegal classes. I'll take care of the rest. That's the problem. I get into the worst fucking messes and you jump right in and save me. The truth is, it's your way of making me feel inadequate. I love you. You make me feel like I can't do things. Like I'm not strong enough or smart enough or or level-headed enough to handle money and relationships.
2: Right now, you're going to help me whether you want
1: it or not.
0: Betsy looks out through the blinds.
1: You always make everything so Damn dramatic, Mother. Not <laughs> damn dramatic?
2: You don't call her hiding your car keys when you're trying to go to class dramatic? O- okay. okay. You don't call her breaking your arm dramatic? Cocaine and oysters? Was
1: that the story, Betsy? If I ever do coke again, I'll cut off my legs. And the time
2: I found you in the university district <clears throat> without a coat in the winter and the tire slashed on your car, was that dramatic enough this for you? This is old
1: shit, Mother.
2: A- and how about that call, call from... Puerto Vallarta.
1: Puerto Vallarta.
2: She stole your passport and money.
1: Her name is Kim. Kim did this
2: all to you. I know. There's more you don't know. Don't tell me.
0: Pauses. Betsy looks outside again.
1: She must be lost. She'll come. Why are you so calm? Because I know she'll come. What am I going to do? You're
2: going to get your paralegal certificate first. I'm not
1: talking about that. I'm talking about right... This. Moment. Now. R- right. Now! We wait. How can you be so relaxed? Betsy.
0: Betsy notices the snapdragons in the jug.
1: Did you get the snapdragons at the beach? Mmm. Still grow wild. I'd pick them for you.
0: Mm.
1: My life has always been different, Mom. I know who you are, Bets. Do you think I chose this life? I'm sorry. I'll never give you grandkids, Mom. That's the way it is. There are ways. I love you, Bets. I want what's right for you. Do you?
2: I'm not afraid.
1: You're going to stand up to the dragon? What a laugh. Yes, I am. She'll manipulate you, Mom. I
0: don't care.
2: It's
1: going to show up here, Mom. What are we going to do?
0: Betsy picks up her cell phone and checks calls.
1: First, we're going to call the police. They don't help people like me. You know that. I'm
2: calling the police. No. I'm not afraid of Kim.
1: She's stronger than she looks. We should have stayed in a motel for a day or so.
2: No. She's trying to... (laughs) She's trying to scare you. Answer her next call. Tell her we'll have the police waiting for her. The cops won't come. Let me talk to her.
1: No! Stay out of this, Mom. Betsy. so naive. She'll stand in front of the door with a bunch of roses. A peace offering. How many times has she done that? I don't want you talking to her. You're too emotional. She'll trick you. What if she won't leave? I don't know. Damn it.
0: Lorraine calls 911.
2: What are you doing? Yes, my address is 2414 East Bay Drive and my daughter has a restraining order on a person and that person is coming to our house right won't now. Do anything, mom. Get off the phone. No, the person isn't here yet but she will be. Oh shit.
0: She puts the phone down. I
2: told you. I have a gun. You don't know how to shoot a gun. I have a semi-automatic pistol, a Ruger. You're crazy. You're crazy. I know how to shoot it, Bets. I'll shoot three times a week. I know what I'm doing. The clip's loaded. No, 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 you can't do that. No, we're just going to let that bitch walk into our house.
1: (laughs) I don't know who you are.
2: God damn it, Bets. She's going to come through that door, and and, and if the cops won't do anything, I will.
1: I don't want her dead. I I want her. Gone. If she forces her way into my home, I'll kill her. No, I don't want her debt. Let me handle this. No, no, you can't, Bets. I hear her truck. I'm not afraid. Bets, call the police. Tell them the intruder has arrived.
0: She takes the gun out of her purse. <laughs>
1: you had that gun in your purse when you left this one? Oh, my God. Get out your cell. Call the police. She carries a knife. Go into the bedroom, down the hall, and lock the door. No. I'm staying with you. I'm staying with you, Mother.
0: Lorraine looks through the blinds.
2: She's
1: coming up the steps. You're right. A peace offering.
0: Knock on the door.
2: Move away from the door, Bets. Call the police.
1: She'll break down the door.
2: If she breaks through the door, then it's a forced entry. You, don't you understand?
1: Don't provoke her. Cam, it's a trap. She's got a gun. Go. Run! Run! Let's see. what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? I'm saving you, Mother. I'm saving us.
0: Sound of a truck squealing out. Betsy runs down the hall. Lorraine opens the door, gun in hand. She sees roses, puts away the gun, and picks up the flowers. She pricks her finger as she attempts to break them in half. Blackout. Hey! All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Liz and Sharon. So, what we're going (laughs) to... Sorry. Sorry. What we're going to do now is we're going to uh, move to the part of the show where we have a discussion about the play that we just read, and I'm going to start with Liz. Uh, Liz, what are your first impressions of the play? This can be as simple as, I liked it, I didn't like it. What are your thoughts?
1: I liked it. Great. Yeah.
0: Uh, anything in particular that strikes your fancy?
1: Uh, I think uh, the the relationship between the mom and the daughter was clear. I, I think it, there could be more. I mean, I was, I was interested. Mm-hmm. I um and i I thought that it 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 touched uh, on their past relationship with i mean it it could go farther in you know some of the hardships that betsy has had and and sort of d- some of the, the development of how she has gotten to this point you know mm-hmm. she was she was a, was a track star uh-huh. but obviously you know she has struggled with who she is, so maybe uh some more details about that, but i also i could what I liked about it is that even though we were reading it really fast. I could see where there were moments of real tenderness, and 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 the pacing of it. I could see the levels of it. Uh-huh. It, so it, felt, just like, just it nice. felt like the
0: rhythm seemed to establish itself pretty. Yeah, pretty it was well it was really the...
1: easy for me to just plug in and connect with uh, both in pacing as well as character.
0: Awesome, thank nice. you, Sharon. What are your thoughts?
2: Um, I wanted more.
1: Yeah, I, more I, mean, of... I would agree with that. Um, okay. I, I,
2: I got the general gist of what was going on, but there wasn't. Mm-hmm. There wasn't enough there for me. I I didn't know why the stakes were as high. I felt like the stakes should be high because of the way it was written. Uh But I didn't know why the stakes were so high. I see. Uh, I didn't have enough about Kim to, to go on. Um... So, and I'm sorry, but my computer that I was reading off of uh, decided to ditch the script while I was reading it. And it's
1: not a comment
2: on the script. No, and no, it's no. Not a no, that's a comment on my old computer.
0: From, from our perspective, from Emily and my perspective on the other side of the table, Sharon was leaning over hard to read Liz's script.
2: There were some moments of yeah, panic. A, it, a was, it was real. Right? It wasn't acting. No, I'm just that good. No. Uh, <laughs>
0: So, so did that add to some urgency for you over I, there, Sharon? I did, because
2: I'm like, crap, I've got no script. My script went away. So,
0: yeah. Great, thank you. Uh, Emily, as an outsider uh, listening to The Read, what what were your... Uh, first impressions.
3: I actually, I really enjoyed listening to Liz and Sharon play off one another, and I thought the uh-huh. dialogue was super clever. I was sort of let down by the roses, and I love a twist. I love a twist, mm-hmm. but like, I felt like there were such high stakes, and then for it to be nothing with no explanation except roses after talking about all the awful things this Kim person had done, like slashing your tires and leaving you in Boston without a coat in the middle of the winter, which is awful. Like mm-hmm. I wanted there to be an explanation for that.
0: Uh, let me ask you a question, uh, Emily, and uh, this is for Sharon and Liz as well. Do you think maybe having you know listened to y'all read this, I kind of want them not to mention that there would be roses, that this would be a uh, a recon an attempt or a supposed attempt at reconciliation until the door is open, she's gone, and there there are roses.
3: Yeah. I, yeah, I feel like, like I said, I feel I, like I love a twist, but mm-hmm. like it either wasn't enough of a twist, or like that di- didn't, it didn't go far
1: enough for me.
0: Great. Any thoughts on that, Liz?
1: I just, it, it feels like that this could be a, it's almost the beginning of a play. Like th- this, is is the first scene of a much larger story, and uh, I almost wondered too, what would it, what would it be if it was snapdragons instead of roses. Like what would it be uh-huh. if it was the same thing uh, that if it, if it was Snapdragon and this idea of this flower being you know in in one setting with one person being something very comforting, very different, it's a memory that is shared. And then in the context of another person in another location, it's a very different memory that is shared uh, and that has a very different reaction. And I think that could be something interesting maybe to explore with you know how the human mind, human memory works mm-hmm. and
2: maybe I'm maybe I'm just not getting it but i think if it had been snapdragons rather than roses first of all that's a twist of the knife as far as the snapdragon is this is this great memory and you know she gets them at the beach and she gathers them for her mother yeah and then kim brings snapdragons because you know but it's otherwise it's manipulation otherwise i'm not sure why the place called snapdragon
0: i uh i agree with you i was going to ask the question about uh, the snapdragons themselves, the ones that are on the table, uh, I- I- as far as a, a tool of symbolism, what what do they represent? Is it comfort? Is it stability? Uh, is it just mom? Any thoughts on that, ladies? I,
1: I just, I think that this, um, I don't know, I, I said memory and now I'm kind of caught on that. I think that this could be a really interesting play, a really interesting look at Again, what what's what our brains do to us? Uh-huh. You know, it, it's almost that nature nurture, but the nature is you know your mind and how you perceive things, and then it affects how you act on things, which then of course affect reaction to you, and it's all just a flower, and yet you go into that deeper, you know, human connection with it. I just, it's interesting.
2: So I just looked up Snapdragon on Google because my computer's working again. Oh, good. Um, and 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 if this is it, um, I would. I, if this was an intentional author go good job um if it was unintentional it might be something to explore apparently the language of the snapdragon is that as in the language of the flowers snapdragons are said to represent both deception oh tied to the notion mm. of concealment and graciousness oh ah. Ooh. so Interesting. well done
3: <clears throat> that's cool Yeah, i think it's neat that when it, we all were asked our favorite flower we all the The reason for our favorite flower wasn't necessarily like it's pretty that wasn't like the first reason for it or it smells good or it's strong Uh (laughs) but like there's like a a further like we each had a further reason or a memory beyond just the the aesthetic pleasingness of a flower and i feel like you could explore that chilling in the field
0: Mm -hmm. awesome and those uh you know to uh (laughs) <laughs> to play that a little bit uh, more plainly, I mean, as is stated in, in the play, she has her memory about the flower, uh, about Snapdragons, and uh, that ties in nicely there. Great. Well, uh, thank you, ladies, for joining us here tonight. Let's make sure we thank Gretchen C. O'Halloran for the play, Snapdragon. Thank you so much. Thanks to Liz and Sharon, and thanks for your commentary, Uh, Emily. Uh, (laughs) Thanks to our stage manager, Rachel West, and thanks, of course, to the sound techs who shall not be named. If you are listening to us here, you have already found us, but know that you can find us on podbean.com. You can find us at Spotify and also on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you check out the description for a link to our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. You can get extra content and you really will help us produce more new plays. And as I promised Liz before the before the podcast began, we'll get her a chocolate pecan pie. With
1: bourbon.
0: With bourbon. Ah! So, you know, maybe you want to consider... Instead of $3 a month, maybe $10 a month to help us buy that bourbon. <laughs>
1: <Or maybe laughs> just
2: send the bourbon. Just to send
0: the bourbon is fine, too. Thank baby. you so much for listening. If you're interested in learning more about Panglossian Productions, please visit, visit us at www.panglossian.org. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>